0: Hey, hey, welcome to the Lifestyle Creation Podcast, designing life on your terms. I'm your host, Jamie Thurber, and I'm an expert operations manager, productivity queen, mindset, business, and lifestyle coach. Basically, getting shit done is my jam, and I believe in the power of intentional living and in real conversations that can shift your perspective, create habits, and ultimately achieve the freedom that you want in every area of your life. Now, I know that might sound a bit airy-fairy and magical and too good to be true. Well, it is pretty magical. But trust me, this is a place for real conversations, for real people like you that can use things like that right now to change your life and maybe create a little magic of your own. There's no bullshit here. That's not how I roll. So if you're down to talk about real things, well, all of the things, then this is the place for you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Thanks for being here. Um, We're going to do things a little differently today. So I love the phrase seeing behind the curtain. Of course, I immediately reference the movie Wizard of Oz when I think of that, but it's also something that's happened to me throughout my life with a lot of different people I've had the privilege of working with um, or individuals that I've worked on their businesses or been involved in their organizations and I've seen behind the curtain. In a lot of organizations and a lot of situations and uh, some of which I wish I wouldn't know what was happening behind the curtain and some of which I'm happy that I do and it's beautiful and some of it's just stuff that I'm grateful that I found out as well either way um, as I was thinking about doing things a little bit differently today I thought of that phrase behind the curtain and I thought you know I gave you guys a little intro when we first started the podcast about who I am and, you know, what I'm all about. And I just wanted to kind of do a little bit more on that. Talk a little bit about more about that. So some of the people who have been part of my world um, for a long time, especially in the Facebook land and the blog land, I mean, I've been blogging for like seven or eight years and been actively sharing on Facebook for close to six years, five or six years. And so those people who've been following along that entire time know a lot about the details of my life. God love you. God love you guys for sticking with me. Um, But not everybody knows most about me and some of you guys that are listening, I know that, don't know a bunch about who I am and where I'm from and all of those good things. So today we're just going to talk a little bit about my own journey. Um, I've had some people ask, Want or want to know how I wound up, you know, doing what I'm doing and living life the way that I live life now. So I'm just going to kind of tell you a little bit about my story. Um, That way then as we continue on through the podcast together, I can give you guys some updates along the way. And sometimes when I mention certain people and things, you'll know who the hell I'm talking about. It'll be helpful. Also, um, if you follow me on social and there's ever a topic um, that you want me to talk more about, please feel free to send me a message, comment on my posts, or um, my email address is below in the show notes here too. So feel free to shoot to reach out, shoot me over a message or a topic, um, a question you may have, any of those things. Like I'm always open to any feedback and any information that I can give you. You know, if it's what you want, like I definitely want to know that. So feel free to please reach out. I love that. Um, so. A lot of people don't know where I live they seemed I get a lot of questions about that so I live near st. Louis Missouri so basically like I'm in the very middle almost in the very middle of the United States pretty close Um, I do love it here in st. Louis I moved away for not very long but um, about five months last year four months four months last year and uh, it needed to happen and it was a big thing but this is my home and I've always pictured – when I envision my life, like I've always envisioned having really solid roots here, having some sort of property here. And then um, because my life now is pretty location-free, like I don't have to have um, you know permanent residence somewhere if not – if I don't want to, I can really work and live anywhere. Um, having that as an option is is amazing and I'm getting there to a place where that's going to be you know, a part of what I do. But as of right now, I actually really enjoy being back um, near my family. I'm not right next to my family like I was most of my life. Um, and I enjoy where I live and I really like it in Missouri because we get to see all of the seasons and experience all of the seasons, sometimes in the same day or the same weekend because the weather here is just crazy. But I like super hot summers and I like really cold and snowy winters, and we get to experience all of those things here in full-blown fall and spring. like There's nothing better than those fall days where it's like hot during the day and then it's cool at night. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. So yes, that's where I'm from, and I enjoy it here a lot. I come from a pretty big family, my extended family, I guess you would say. So I have one brother who is about four years older than me, and then my parents... My my dad is one of five children and my mom is one of fourteen. So my dad was born and raised here. My mom was born and raised in West Virginia in a very small coal mining town until she was like seven and then she moved here and that's a really long story, but I have a fucking massive family. And it's pretty cool. Like I grew up with a ton of cousins. Um I couldn't even tell you how many cousins I have, first cousins. It's it's a lot. Um and I'm blessed because they're all really cool and we All live pretty close to each other. My mom's side's a bit more spread out, but it's uh, I was very blessed to have you know that many to grow up near that many family members. Um, and most of them still live right around here. So when I came up and was like, Hey guys, like I'm moving to Iowa, they're all like, What? Like it was just like unheard of and a big thing. Um, just like you know, what I do here for a living is is also. You know, I'm always the odd man out as far as doing things a little bit differently. But that's okay. I got to keep everybody on their toes, you know. But um, my brother and I have grown a lot closer as we've gotten older. And he's got two kids and an amazing wife, which I live near as well. So that's always fun. Um, I'm a dog mom. You guys know this. If you follow me on Instagram especially, I have two babies. I have a Boston Terrier named Bonnie who is almost 10 years old. She's a rescue. And like literally my person, her and I have like the same soul and then i have a pitbull named mac who is about five and he splits his time between me and his daddy and uh, that's because his dad is on the road all the time with work like meaning he's out at different accounts throughout the day um and so mac rides along with him in the truck and he gets to go in and out of all these shops and all these accounts and talk you know talks to all the people and he's basically human so um that's good for him he gets bored with me so he comes and he's lazy with me for a couple of days and he goes back with dad and runs around with him um you know on his little missions so anybody who knows tony usually sees mac with tony at all times and uh, anybody who's friends with either of us knows our dogs like there are people knowing those are our children so it's uh they're a part of our family so Yes, definitely a crazy dog mom. Um, Recently just got matching bandanas with my dogs. Pictures will be coming soon. Don't worry, it's super cute. (laughs) Um, So that just kind of leads me into a little bit different about who I am. Like, at the core of it all, I'm super silly. Um, My dad is really silly. He's like one of those guys who doesn't have a lot to say, but when he talks, like, it matters. You know, when he has something to say, it matters. Or it's super funny. Like, he doesn't fill the space with just nonsense conversation, which I appreciate. Um, and it's funny because as I've gotten older, I appreciate that in men especially. I'm like, I really love the like the traits that my dad has. When I see that in men, I'm like, yes, it's super cool because he's unique. He's a unique breed um, as far as being super respectful and kind and not at all what people think when they see him which is the best thing ever i think that's part of where like my rebellious side comes from is like so my dad has always had my whole life he's always had a beard and long hair and you know he has a harley and a pickup truck and he works really hard and it's super funny because he looks like this like billy badass guy right and he's just absolutely the exact opposite he's the kindest sweetest human being you would ever meet in your life. Do I think he would literally kill people to save us his vehicles or his dogs? Yes, absolutely. But luckily we've never had to, you know, test that. But he's amazing. And so he's led really um a really great example for me. And um I've actually written written an article about him that was published. I'll link it below for anybody who's interested. Especially I always welcome fathers to read it. I've had a lot of my friends from different groups and things online that are fathers of daughters reach out to me and ask questions and really just thank me for showing them, you know, how to be a better dad to a daughter. And so I really love talking about that topic actually. So, um, again, if that's something you guys are more interested in, let me know, but I'll also put that link below if you can read that article if you'd like. Um, i 'm super blessed because my parents are still married and still really super in love with each other, and I know that that 's rare in this world these days, and um, they are the pure like example that love conquers all and they 've been through a lot of shit together and they continue to fight and there 's just never it 's just never been an option for them to not stay together and it 's really cool, and I know it 's really rare and Um, it's nice to have them as an example like my brother and sister-in-law are very similar Um, they didn't meet nearly as young but their love and their relationship is super similar so it's cool but anyways anyways so my background definitely like it's interesting um I grew up as one of the guys um very tomboy but also liked you know wearing dresses and curling my hair and playing with Barbie dolls and singing, you know, in the garage with my cousin and making fake music videos (laughs) till like we literally had ran out of tape because we would tape them on cassette tapes or VHSs. Oh yeah, it was real. So that's what we did (laughs) when I was a kid. But other than that, like I really loved to follow my brother around, lucky him, play in the mud, ride my bike, you know, normal childhood when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I got... Luckily, like, my parents allowed me to do that, and they didn't um, stop me from doing what I loved. And so as I grew up, I really loved riding four-wheelers and playing with trucks and Jeeps and, you know, being around bonfires and in the mud and doing, you know, that kind of stuff. So, of course, I naturally, like, took that on as part of my life as I was growing up as a teenager. And I was bad, you guys. Like, not bad as if, like getting in trouble with police like I've never been in trouble with the police knock on wood um, or things like that but like I certainly didn't listen and I certainly lied a lot and snuck around and did all the things that young girls are not supposed to do and that's okay because I lived to tell about it and I don't regret any of it um, it's funny now but just the other day so I have two of my best friends we met we were 12 and Jackie and Kristen and we've been friends ever since so we've been friends for like 20 fucking years which is crazy Um, And now they both have kids and Kristen's married. Um, It's cool because I got to like – I introduced her to her husband a million years ago and they got married and have had a bunch of babies. And anyway, but her and I – the three of us worked together not too long ago. We actually just sleep over um, like we were 12 again. But they both have kids in their houses and husbands and all this stuff going on. And my place is like a little quiet sanctuary. It's my sanctuary. And so it was kind of nice for them to sneak away from – their responsibilities for a night and hang here and we you know stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning bullshitting and telling stories and reading tarot cards and eating food and it was fun Um, but anyway we were talking about how bad we were um, and how cool it was though that we learned as much as we did and all these different things so definitely fun definitely cool I'm very blessed to have them still as my friends and, uh, friendships that have made it through a lot of shit, you know, like I'm a totally different person in most ways. And a lot of the things that I now do in my life and believe in, and the way I behave is like super different than most people around me. And so a lot of people are like, what the hell is she doing now? Right. <laughs> and some of my friendships haven't lasted through that very, um, tight, at least like they still exist, but it's not the same. And with Kristen and Jackie, it's definitely remained the same, which is really fun. And I feel, like I said, super blessed for that, but Anyway, through finding those different – that path of like being a tomboy, I found some of my very best friends. Like, you know, hanging b- hanging out at Bigfoot, like that's a long story. But my dad and his brothers used to build trucks at Midwest Four Wheel Drive way back in the day um, with Bob Chandler when he first – when he made the first Bigfoot. And so like my mom has like Polaroids of, you know, him – running Bigfoot through the uh, rivers down in Lesterville here in Missouri and it's just really cool like it's a part of my lineage and what's nice or like my history and what's cool is that then one of my very best friends works or he did work for them up until recently and I got to spend a lot of time around that and like he used to help me or let me help him build on my own on my jeeps he built my first jeep and then my second jeep and You know, it's just, like, those are my favorite friendships. So, realistically, while I truly enjoy being fancy, like, I like fancy food. I like getting dressed up. I love my hair extensions and my makeup. And I like, you know, having fancy handbags and shit. Like, I do. Absolutely fucking do love some princess shit. I like certain pillows and certain sheets. Like, do I absolutely have to have those things to exist? No. Do I prefer to have them? Yes. And that's okay. And I... I have now transferred my life to where I make those things a priority. But at the end of the day, like put me in a garage sitting on, you know, like a bucket or something bullshitting with AJ about whatever happened at the shop and what somebody did one time when we were on a trail. Like that's my happy place. Like it always has been. And it's funny because when I was like, in my late teens, early 20s, I used to run and, like, hide there. Like, when my friends knew something was up and, like, the world was getting too big for me because I would be running and hiding in AJ's garage, you know, bullshitting with him or going and raising hell with him. <laughs> with him. Um, but that's just my roots. Like, I love doing that. I love working on my Jeep. I love playing in the dirt and in the mud I love riding with the fucking windows down and the radio up like being on the back of Harley is a different experience than I could ever explain it was always therapy for me growing up and uh, I'm super grateful for that so like that's some stuff about me that you guys don't know a lot of you probably don't know that um, is all part of, of what makes me me it makes like this big mosaic right I think we're all that way of all of these different things that make up who we are and Um, you know, that's a big part of it. And I'm super grateful. Like, I come from a really cool line of humans. and um, But I'm grateful to be the one who's kind of doing her own thing in a different way. And it's cool. It's been fun. Um, So to talk kind of a little bit about how I got to where I am now as far as my job and my life in general, um, you know, I was – I spent a lot of time working at work like I started working at a car wash then I was also as a car wash and then a waitress like in high school you know and then as I got older I started working at a vet clinic then my boyfriend at the time had a landscaping construction company and I started working for that because he needed help and basically took that on as my full-time gig and was able to maneuver school around to where I was able to work there and the vet clinic and finish school in a couple hours a day and um in high school and then when I went into college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I, John and I, you know, had this plan or whatever and the plan was that I was gonna run that company. So I went to school for small business management because you know, that's what I, I didn't have any of those, I wasn't one of those people who in high school was like, I know exactly what I wanna do. I didn't have that. I didn't have, like my brother was that kind of person. He knew exactly what he wanted to do for a job and he went to college and he followed that path and I just didn't have that I didn't know I knew that I wanted to I know what kind of life I wanted to have and I knew that something I always knew that my life was supposed to be different like I always had this inner knowing but I never really didn't I, I didn't know I just marched to the beat of my own drum and followed my heart and did some crazy shit along the way and yeah so those I have so many stories boy oh boy um, but so then when john and i did not work out and i left that company i went and uh you know, started working for a temp agency and then I got a job at an insurance company which I fucking loved and I worked my way up in a few months to being the youngest claims um, representative that they had so I handled property damage claims for a bunch of years and that job was super cool because they sent me all over the place um, doing all of this different training and I got certified in all of these license, different licenses in different states in order to handle these claims so that like really opened my eyes to a lot of different opportunity and then one day I was at a golf tournament and um was talking with this guy and i again love cars grew up around cars have a lot of knowledge around cars and you know he was like wait what do you do and i was like yeah i work damage you know property damage claims and he's like so you deal with like automotive claims but from the other side and i'm like yeah and also like home and property you know the actual property not just always auto and he was like you know i work I, I run an auto body auto body shop we should have a conversation so the rest is history there and i went down this path of of the automotive industry and fucking fell in love with it and had this like vast amount of knowledge and i have this this i've always had this gift of being able to see situations from all points of view which makes it really easy for me to um, organize operations a lot so i was operations management i was able to really um, mold things in that company in a really cool way as far as the way that the employees were um handled and you know some of that stuff was structured and I did my best let's put it that way a lot of things some of the things were out of my hands but as far as what I had control over which was a lot like they put a lot of faith in me and I put a lot of faith in them and and I was able to do a lot of really cool things there Um, work with a lot of charities and work with a lot of people and learned so much about claims and cars and auto repair and you know one time there was this, we were dealing with a certain um, company that needed a bunch of cars undercoated and the guys were, like, bitching. Because undercoating is nasty. Like, anybody who's ever done it, like, it's just, like, a thick, yucky, it's not the best job to have. Especially if you're a painter. Like, painters are like, fuck you. Like, I do not want to do auto, like, auto, or undercoating. And so, uh, one night, you know, I, I was bitching. We had, like, five cars that needed to be undercoated that needed, you know, before they could go home. And I said, all right, if I can get a pair of coveralls and you guys will rack the cars, I'll undercoat them all. And it was our, um... Body shop manager and he was like, okay, I'll work on, you know, I got a lot of paperwork to work on. Every time you need a new car, just let me know. And so I spent the evening, I was there maybe like four or five hours and I got everything undercoated. And the next day during our production meeting, you know, we were able to say, well, listen, you guys were over here, you know, talking all this shit. And Jamie got out (laughs) into the shop and, uh, and handled freaking business. And that was that was fun because it got a lot of respect from a lot of the guys. And I was able to do different things like that in the industry. I mean, not only was I one of the youngest people in most of those rooms, but I was also the only girl. So I had to do things a little bit differently to get respect. And and luckily, I mean, I got it. And a lot of those relationships um, I still have. And they still respect me. And they still will say, you know, Jamie was one of the best people to work with. Um, we could always trust you. You're on top of your game. Things like that. So super cool. Um. That whole situation ended in a not so fantastic way, but it was all for the like greater good. I had started um, my own business while I was there, and it was actually my boss's idea, so it wasn't anything shady. Um, but because I used to organize all of these events, and I worked in promotions while I was working at the insurance company and the body shop, I had two and three you know other jobs. Cocktail waitressing, working for Monster Energy as a promotional model, and um, working for Miller Coors promoting different beer companies. So basically, I was constantly working, I was running from one job to another all the time and I learned so much about events and planning and production and just, it was just a lot of knowledge about those types of things. And so I started my own event planning company which is Posh Promotions and that's actually still the parent company name that I utilize um, now while doing business. and. You know, I went on a vacation to Vegas for a weekend and on the way back I wrote my business plan on the airplane with Tony um, and we wrote out everything and then I got on the thesaurus looking for, you know, different words that would match what the feel of the company and came up with the name and I started the business and we were able to help a lot of charities and a lot of different companies by, by providing... Girls that I then taught um you know the information they needed to know about whatever business we were promoting at the time and being able to go out into the out into these community events and and really help people and it was really fun and so when I stopped working at the shop, it was you know out of nowhere i didn't have anything any backup i didn't know what I was going to do and I was like shit like I got to figure something out I had quit working my pro my my other promo jobs about six months before that um and basically basically I was like killing myself working so much and so I didn't have those backup jobs um and I'm sitting here going shit like I have rent I have all this stuff I had recently moved out of my boyfriend's house into my own house we stayed together but I you know had just acquired all these new bills and uh And I remember talking to him and just saying, like, I can't move back just because of this. And he was like, no, I agree. And I'm so grateful that, you know, that's where your head's at. But I was like, I have to figure this out. And so I did. Like, I took odd jobs and helped random companies with their online reputation and, you know, Google ad spend and Google marketing. And then I went and worked in a few shops and helped them organize their paperwork and their billing and their customers. And, you know, I had a lot of experience in working with fleet management. We had, when I was working at the shop, we worked on almost every every municipality in the St. Louis area's cars, and anybody who's from the Lou knows how many freaking municipalities there are in North County alone, it's crazy. And we worked on all their cars, and we worked on all the ambulances and things like that. And so I had a lot of knowledge in helping um, fleet management. And so being with these different, helping out these other small shops, Um, Just kind of like freelancing, I guess you would call it, is what I was doing because I just needed to make some fucking money to pay my bills, you know. And during that time, I found my first coach. And I said, I don't know what I want, like how I'm going to do this, but I feel like I need to help people. And one of the first things that I did was started helping small businesses learn how to tell their story um, and how to show up online. And uh, in order to do that... I created something called the Fluorescent Gazette, which was an online magazine that I featured five small businesses in every month. I think I kept it open for four or five months. It was a lot of work, but it was really cool. And the reason for it was it got me in the door with some businesses and got me in front of some businesses that, um, you know, I could talk about how social media could really help them. And uh, that was really fun. And then I started... Taking on some clients there, but then my coach and I came up with this idea of how I could really do the operations and project management that I was so good at. How I could do that for other people, and so like virtually. And so I set up these systems and I ran these ads, and I was able to bring on some clients um, and helping them with project management and on online business management, basically. So I would actually log into their businesses every day and manage their the activity, manage their freelancers, manage their teams and their clients. And uh, it was a lot of paperwork and it was a lot of work for me, but it was really fucking cool and it was like I was earning more than enough money to pay my bills and it was amazing. So while doing that, what ended up starting to happen was I was spending more time on the phone with these people talking about their lives than I was talking about their actual business strategy and structure. And We ended up, I was doing a lot more coaching along the lines of mindset and their lives and how to fit all of this together and to balance things and that's when i was like okay i think i that's all i want to do so i slowly started transitioning into coaching and um, business coaching and life coaching and along the whole time that i was project managing i was down the rabbit hole so deep of my own personal journey like my own personal development um, learning mindset, learning different ways of meditation, learning different ways of life balancing, learning the basically everything that I'd utilized to really create intentional living, which I've talked to you guys a ton about, which is like the thing I teach now specifically. But I just went deep down into my own shit, you know, and figured it out and was able to use that sense that I had, that sense I always had of being able to see things from all all persons, Um, perspectives and help people then recognize these things and and get their own different perspective and self-awareness and morning routines and daily routines and just things to make their lives better. And so eventually I stopped doing any project management at all. I didn't do any more of that admin style work and I was just 100% coaching and that was... Four years ago, I guess, close to four years ago that I 100% was only coaching. Um, I think there's maybe been one or two instances of someone I knew personally that needed my admin pepper pots skills. <laughs> and... Um, and I did it for that one person you know occasionally, but a hundred percent have just been coaching and helping people and helping businesses i work I do still work with several automotive shops and their business owners um, not only to engage or to expand i mean personally as as men um, but also as business owners and as you know bringing their company into this different way of being and introducing a different culture than what 's normal technically in that industry. So it's been really cool. It's been super fun. I work with now all kinds of different people. Um, you know, I have a few clients who are hairstylists right now that own their own salons. I have a client who is a stay-at-home mom. I have a woman who's retired and trying to find out her own way of life. I have another one who has a full-time job and a group of kids that now she's trying to start her own business. You know, everybody that I work with comes from a different situation, but they all have similar desires. Um, and it just it's such a heartwarming thing. They all have similar desires for their life um, and are looking for more, you know, and I've been able to help a lot of people figure that out and I'm super grateful for the opportunity. One of my favorite stories is I had a client come to me once and I think we worked together for three months, her and I, and uh, she came to me and she was like, I hate my job and I wanna start doing real estate. And I'm this far along on the real estate situation. I'm like, okay. And she's like, and so I just need your help getting all of that in order so I can make the transition and leave my job. And I'm like, all right, cool. So that was our our path. Now, when I first start with people, we tend to figure out, you know, here's where I am and here's where I want to go, and we get, you know, a really good idea of of what we're going to do along the way. And then I stay with them and we do lots and lots of work and cool transformations and cool stuff along the way together but i remember with her um one of the biggest things for her was gratitude um was her taking some time to slow the fuck down because she was a boss dude she is a boss she is like one of the head people in this particular industry um i'm not going to give away like her details by any means but she's a head person in this particular industry that's male dominated and she like just kills what she does she's so fucking good and uh but she wasn't taking any time for herself to breathe, to appreciate, to have gratitude, to spend some time just being calm and in her own mindset and, and really working through some shit. And that's something that we were doing alongside of you know building some of these other things out and really dealing with how she was going to you know, juggle the two until she could leave one. And what was cool was one day she said, Jamie, I don't hate my job at all. And I was like, I know. She's like, holy shit. I thought I hated my job and it wasn't that she hated her job there's just a lot of other things that were not happening you know and going on that then that's a whole lot of of detail information that I'm not gonna you know necessarily go into but it was just really cool to see someone be able to come back from something that they thought was was lost you know and that was one of my favorite stories for sure is is that she was able to and I'm, I'm fairly certain that she is still working in that job just like killing it and her family's doing well, and she's doing well, and her husband's running his own company, and it's just really fucking cool to see, you know? And so people always ask me, like, what kind of person do you help? And I'm like, it just, de- I mean, it depends. I don't have, I've never niched down to just, like, one type of human that I can work with or one type of business owner or one type of, you know, gender or age range or any of that, The people are over the board. And Um, which I love because I am so all over the board. Like I don't fit into a box. So why in the fuck would I think my clients need to fit into a fucking box? Like, come on now. So one of the things that I love about that is that while a lot of my coaches tried to tell me, you know, you need to niche down and get really, really fucking clear on this one person. Um, I'm like... No. I just think about the experience and I think about the person and that's how I continue to attract those people. And it's typically just from sharing my experiences. That's how I've built this and that's how I've been able to sustain this is by being consistent and by being really fucking vulnerable and authentic. Like for real, for real. Like the shit that I say, you guys, like that's real. Like, that's some real shit. Like, I'm crying. I'm scared to share it or I just won something and cool happened to me. Like, I overcame, you know, different things in my body that have been going on and just different shit. Like, that's real. Like, I will tell you what, I made the commitment a long time ago to be super fucking authentic and raw here on in my brand and in what I do. And anybody who knows me personally can tell you that I'm the same person in real life probably a lot fucking sillier just cuz I can't always portray that as well as I try to in what I'm saying and writing like y'all can't read my my um humor when you're reading my stuff unless you've been on the phone with me a bunch or we've had a ton of conversations um like one of my old clients Jim, he's like dude everything I read of yours I read it in your voice and it makes it so much better and I'm like thank you because that's how it's intended <laughs> but anyway I have it's always just been a uh you know the underlining thing for me was just to share what's really happening, and it's scary and to tell me to tell you that it's not it it is it's always been fucking scary and uh you know and it's something you learn to navigate around I think um when you figure out especially when your stories and the things that you're experiencing include other people, like relationships, um you have to be a little bit more. Sensitive I guess you would say about what you're gonna share and how you are gonna share it? So what I've always done is you know, I've always been super open like you guys know um, For those of you who've been following me for a long time like my relationship with Tony is extremely complicated now It's not it's super simple now, but for seven years It was super complicated and you know all over the place and I didn't talk about him because he was Famous in st. Louis and I mean he still is and so when I first started running my company and being public with my brand Like I didn't want to talk about Tony because I didn't want to be known as Tony twist's girlfriend Even though people who know me know that it wasn't a secret, but I didn't want to use who he was to build my business and to grow and to bring on new clients or to get business. I didn't want people to hire me because I was Tony's girlfriend. I wanted people to hire me because I was Jamie fucking Thurber and I'm good at what I do. Like, that was the goal. And now what's cool is I've built that. So it's, it's not as much of a problem for me. Like, I don't care. I'll talk about him all day. Like, it doesn't affect me at all. People, a lot of the people that I, you know, run with and do business with, they don't even know who he is. And they're like, cool, you're Jamie's boyfriend. Like, you know, it's just... The whole dynamic has shifted, but that was all really fucking intentional, and like it was a conversation that we had back then, where I was like, "Listen, I'm not going to keep us a secret by any means, but I'm not going to talk about us a bunch because of X, Y, and Z." And he, of course, respected the shit out of that because I easily could have rode his freaking coattails and got a lot of business because of who he was, and I just that's not what I wanted to do. I've never been that kind of person. I've always wanted people say i've always done it the hard way and you know what fuck if that's the hard way then whatever but it's the way that i know is sustainable it's the foundation that i fucking built my name built not someone else you know and so it's it's never it was never it's never been a problem because it's mine like i built it so um anyway i just got off on a tangent there but (laughs) what i was getting at is in our relationship as we broke up and things were different and whatever um I was able to wait kind of until I processed my own feelings before I shared it because then when I shared the situation and I told people what was going on, it was from my perspective. It was about me and about the growth and about the lessons. It was not about him at all. You know, when I left Iowa and that whole shit storm went up in flames, like, I say that honestly just joking because it was really horrible, but it was divinely guided and it had to happen. That's another story for another podcast. Um, But when that all happened, you know, I was able to talk about it with the experience being what was the the topic of conversation, not like that he was a shithead, you know, because that's not the point. Like, I'm not here to talk bad about other people. I'm not here to even give a shit about that. Like, I deal with things on my what i need to deal with and you know focus on the lessons and focus on the truth and then that's the part that needs to be shared cuz that's the part we can all grow and learn from like could it would it have been easy to like dog on other people sure but that's just adding to the collective negativity in the world and that's not what i'm about so i always give people that advice like if you want to be authentic and share make sure you're processing your shit before you're blurting it out of your mouth like you know verbal diarrhea like that's the the number one tip that i have is like Really know what you're feeling and thinking and experiencing prior to trying to um, share it or influence other people with it. Because, you know, for me, like I take that very seriously. The fact that you're listening to this right now, like that means a lot to me. I take that super seriously. And I take that responsibility seriously to not spew. Bullshit to you, or to spew things that could potentially be damaging or misleading, or you know, make you feel like shit about yourself. Like, that's not my jam, nor should that be anyone else's. And so, you know, that's where I always just try to share a little or shine a little light there when it comes to really being authentic and sharing your story online. um, When shit does happen and you still want to share, like, how do you, you know, manage the two? So I hope that makes sense. Uh, We have gone a little longer than I like to do on these, but I kind of got on a roll. So there's that. I hope that's okay with y'all. And I hope that gives you a little bit more insight into what I do. Like I have private clients. I have, you know, my group. I have programs I run from, you know, now and then I go speak at events and do other podcast interviews for other people. And, um... You know, I'm going to start doing YouTube again just because it's super fucking fun. And I think I'm really funny, you guys. Like, real talk, I think I'm fucking hilarious. And so, <laughs> and some people do too. And so that's why I like doing video. And when my local – I have two assistants. Or I had two assistants, but when my local one left, she's who did all my filming. And so I haven't really done a lot of film since then, And uh, which is just a freaking excuse. So I'm back and ready to get started again soon. So that will be coming But, uh, you know, I had all this other stuff written down that I was going to talk to you about, like, what I like and what I don't like and, you know, like, I don't like lies and I don't like small talk and I don't like Apple products (laughs) and I don't like being cold and wet. That's not pleasant for me. Like, I fucking hate having wet hair so much. It's not even funny. Like, it's just a legit, I can't, I don't enjoy it. Um, I really love dogs and Jeeps and trying new products and uh, talking about them. I really love candles and tarot cards. studying human behavior and I really love soul connections (laughs) and people who believe in magic and people who believe in things that they don't have to see or hold in their hands because that stuff's what matters the most as far as I'm concerned and I believe in love and kindness above all else and that's what we'll leave this on above all else through all of the things that I just shared with you I followed my guts and my heart and my instincts through every single fucking piece of it and It was all happened for a reason and I wholeheartedly believe that even some of the crazy things or even some of the hardest, most gut-wrenching things. You know, I was thinking about a past relationship this morning like randomly Um, and it just made me really sad because I was like, dude, we tortured each other, you know, my early 20s. Like we loved each other so much, but we hurt each other so much, you know, and it's just like, wow. So reflecting on those things, like I love it. Just my heart is very big and very – The empath runs deep, y'all. So anyways, I'm going to leave it with love, kindness, should conquer all things. And uh, I hope this was fun for you. It was actually really fun for me. A little lighter than some of the other podcast episodes I've done so far. Um, And I'd love your feedback. As always, if you liked this podcast, please share it with a friend or on your story and tag me in it. Um, I'll give you a shout out. I absolutely love the feedback and I appreciate you for listening and I appreciate you for sharing, um, and subscribing and leaving a review if you feel so called to do that. Um, until next time, much love to you guys.